We are rolling. Welcome to Unsigned 518. I am sitting here with Ed Schwartzchild. I pronounced that correctly, right? That was awesome, Andy. Sweet. Thank you. I practiced. I practiced all morning. No, I did not. But uh, yeah, so we had a little technical difficulties right there. That's why I sound out of breath. <laughs> had, some, had some running around to do, but it's all taken care of now. So, Ed, thank you so much for uh, coming out. I know we had to uh, reschedule from uh, Friday. I had a band a band emergency came up. We needed a, a meeting about it. We have a EP coming out, and there was some logistics. That oh, to be no worries, up. man. That's exciting. It is exciting. And thanks so much for having me here. Yeah, of course. So we, we you know, we want to talk about Dr. Baker. Um, and I guess, you know, you leading up to like your projects. Um, and I said before off air that I don't really do any research on uh, the people behind the music. I just listened to the music. So I put your Spotify catalog on and just put it on loop for a couple hours. Uh, this morning and I, and I gotta say i really dig your stuff oh man it's mutual man um and now so you started i mean you're kind of the the pivotal uh member i guess you could say of dr baker uh is it songs that you brought to the table is it more of a collaboration thing yeah uh maybe the best place to start is how dr baker got started i moved to albany in about 2001 and I'm from Philadelphia originally, but I was moving here from San Francisco. My background's more as a fiction writer before that. I, I, you know, I've written a couple novels and a collection of stories that are out there in the world. But I always had a guitar with me. And in, in co- I guess from college days, I always had a guitar and I would noodle around. But in 2001, moved to Albany, was playing guitar a little more. 2009, my son was born and... That's when I really started playing more guitar because I didn't have much time for other things, but he seemed to like to listen to the guitar and I would play him some silly songs that I would write about uh, teeth coming in or uh, you know, other, other childhood issues. And my wife really liked the songs. Uh, in my family before that with my parents and my grandparents, my musical forays were not necessarily encouraged. So that was another reason why the guitar was with me, but kind of in its case. But my wife really loved the songs I was writing for my son, and I kept doing that. And then I met uh, the the first original member of Dr. Baker, aside from myself, uh, Iggy Calabria, who at the time was working as a baker at a bakery that he had on Lark Street called Croissant Bakery that he had with his wife, Claudia. Just an amazing bakery. They made incredible desserts, and he was in there every morning making croissants. And I would take my son Miller in there, you know, strapped to my chest just to get a moment's peace and have a cup of coffee. And Iggy and I got to talking, and he's from Philadelphia. I'm from Philadelphia. He's a really talented guitarist. And we started making plans to sit down together and, and, and play some music. But when we sat down together, uh, he, he, had, he went to the University of Arts in Philly. He's, uh, he knows like jazz songs. He's a Jimi Hendrix buff. He can play just about anything, you know, if he just hears it. And I could play nothing. Uh, so he's like, well, what can we play? You don't know any songs. And, and I started to play him some of the songs that I had written. And he said, okay, we'll play your songs. And, and that was more positive encouragement. So I started writing more songs and really enjoying it. Uh, and we, would, we did a bunch of a, just solo or duo acoustic gigs together, and we recorded one EP that way. And then we, then we made the band with, uh, with Chris Gockley coming in to play bass 
and uh, Danny Goodwin coming to play drums. And that, that's kind of the sound I always was dreaming of, having a band. Uh, so that, that's, that's a, a long-winded intro to how Dr. So Dr. Baker, I'm a professor at UAlbany. I have a PhD in English. So on some level, I'm a doctor. And Iggy Calabria from Croissant Bakery, He's a, some, he doesn't do that anymore, but he was a baker. So Dr. Baker. <laughs> And I love that uh, your story involves like positive encouragement from uh, two people, you know, like the fact that your wife's giving you encouragement because I'm in a little, not, you know, not the exact same situation, but like I used to be in a a relationship where my immediate circle did not encourage any kind of music. So like I had the guitar, but it was just something that I did, you know, not secretly, but like something that I didn't bust out. And my wife is very much a music person and like, you know, was always like, get your guitar, let's sing some songs, get your guitar, you know. So that was a dozen or more years ago, but that reignited the thing. And so when you guys like got together, was it, uh, did you plan on just keeping it like acoustic or, or did you always plan on having a a band like and you were just building it with that foundation of the two of you and adding on yeah this goes back to what you were just saying and i think it's so important what you were saying about positive encouragement i mean i I needed positive encouragement from outside from iggy and from my wife uh but i also needed something inside my head to kind of click so i mean for so long i was i was pretty completely focused on writing stories, writing novels, and all my creative energy had to go into that. And so my, my own kind of conversation with myself was like, I don't have time to play the guitar. The guitar is a distraction. Uh, if I start playing guitar too much, I won't get my pages done today. So that, that took some getting over. But, and, and, but playing with Iggy and, and seeing that we could make music that people might like to listen to that gave me the the sort of go ahead to say okay i'm going to commit more time to this because i i really love it it's giving me so much pleasure and other people seem to like it too so when we started playing out uh then i started thinking these songs would sound better if we had a drummer if we had a bass player if they were a little louder uh so that that that's kind of what happened but but i guess what you're saying too is yes like like every dude i always dreamed of having a band you know i just didn't see it as a possibility until iggy and i were playing together and he was uh telling me he liked the songs and he was encouraging me to write more songs and then then it sort of took off now do you find um you know you were saying that you were a writer first and foremost like could you take that skill of writing a story and translate it to writing a song if you were to look at it almost as like a short story or do you kind of separate the approach and the the artistic approach to you know because i i mean i you know i'm i've never published anything other than music reviews and and whatnot but like i used to write horror stories when i was a a kid and they were always like you know three page little gore fest horror stories (laughs) but i you know i could never it took me a long time before I could ever write lyrics to a song. And I was like, Oh, I could write a story. No problem. But like to write a song, I would approach it different. Yes. Yes. Kind of the same. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very similar. I I love both. I I still love writing fiction. I love writing nonfiction. I love writing songs. And I think there's definitely a storytelling aspect to, to my songwriting. But one thing I, I, I really enjoy and I'm trying to preserve is that, when it came to writing fiction, uh, I, I studied that for a long time, like in a pretty 
traditional setting. You know, I went to universities, I went to MFA programs, I got a PhD, uh, I've, I've read a ton. Uh, I mean, there's more for me to read. There's so many things I haven't read, but I have read a ton. And I teach fiction writing. So that's something that, that has its own energy around it. Sometimes it can be constraining, maybe, or maybe make me overthink it. Whereas songwriting, I have no training at all. I've never studied it. I, I'm not a, I mean, I took piano lessons as a kid, but my music reading ability is not stellar. Uh, I never had real guitar lessons. And I think that's really healthy. It's so, it's so free uh, to write songs. And it, it just, it doesn't, it's, it's completely attached to the fiction writing and the nonfiction writing, but it's also completely separate at the same time, if that makes sense. And if anything, what I aspire to these days is to bring more of the freedom and just sort of pure joy that I found writing songs uh, back into my, you know, the other part of my practice, into my fiction writing right. and nonfiction Not writing. Not the other way around. Like Not you necessarily want, the other You don't way. want to put the discipline of your writing of fiction into songwriting, but you'd rather take some of the fun <laughs> of the songwriting and put it into your. That's when it, you that's say it that way, it sounds you know bad. Like, I no, do want to no, be not disciplined. Bad, not bad and, at all, you know, because you know you have a passion for the fiction writing, but maybe sometimes you just want to inject, in, you know, inject a little more fun into it. Doesn't that's mean right. you don't respect it or work that's as right. hard at it. Just it's nice to be able to do something that you have passion for and be able to have it be fun yes look at it in a new way to make it a little more that's fun. right i mean when i say i haven't studied songwriting of course i've listened i mean I, I i'm always listening and i admire songwriters so much and and i i try to learn by osmosis in that way uh but not by taking songwriting courses or i'm trying right. to keep it out of the kind of academic uh setting yeah that makes sense but uh speaking of of songs and songwriting is there something that you want the audience to hear from Dr. Baker? I mean, or anything that you've done, any literally anything at all that you've done, we can we can play for for uh, the audience. I love we we have a our first full length album coming out, you know, this fall, uh, and the title track is called Trespassers, and I'd love to be able to talk about that after after we hear it. So that that would be a great one to start with. All right, yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm familiar with it. Like I said, I've I've heard it at least uh, seven or eight times today because I just keep everything on loop and that's how I do my homework. So let's listen to Trespassers and we'll be uh, right back to hear a little bit about the song with Ed Schwartzchild of Dr. Baker. Soon beyond his way, no one to get harmed. 
sir Just trying to get across Maybe we're all trespassers And we are lost, lost, lost and Are you a trespasser? Just trying to get across Maybe we're all trespassers And we are lost, lost, lost All right, Trespassers, Dr. Baker, and I'm sitting here with Ed Schwartzchild of Dr. Baker. Um, now, where did you guys record that one? We, we recorded that over in Troy with the sort of living legend that is Don Fury at uh, Don Fury Studios, and he was a total blast to work with. And the way we got in touch with him is, I think, interesting. We, I, found, I found out about him when there was an article in the Albany Times Union about this thing he was doing called Pandemic Buster Sessions. I don't know if he's doing them anymore. But during the pandemic, he was so kind of lonely and frustrated in his studio with nobody coming in, he offered to the Capital Region, like you could come, if you were a band, if you had to be a four-piece band, you couldn't be like an orchestra or anything, but if you were a four-piece band, you could come in and he would give you two hours of free studio time to try to bust out uh, one or two songs. And we went in there. Free studio time was awesome, and and he was he was just he was a he's a he's a great storyteller, a great figure, like tied into punk and hardcore back in the back in New York City in the '80s. He's just full of incredible tales from the past, and yeah, we just had a, we had a great time recording two songs. One of them was called "Miss Myself," and that that wound up getting some play on EXT. So we liked working with him, and, and we were ready to record a whole album. So we went back to Don Fury and said, "Hey, could we record this whole album with you?" And and it wasn't free, but it was completely reasonably priced. And Trespassers wound up being the the title track, the the song that we perhaps worked on the hardest when we were working with Fury on the album. One other thing I could say about Trespassers is it, it's sort of the one of the lines that repeats in the song is, uh, you know, we're not trespassers, we just got lost, and and that kind of started when. I was driving around North Adams with uh, Chris Gockley, our awesome bass player, also a great songwriter himself. He's done he's done his own, you know, he has his own CD with his own songs, which is he's a guitar player, but he's played bass for us. And uh, we were just we driving around. We got totally misdirected and uh, the, the scenery started to look a little not quite scary, but worrisome. And there were there were all these signs that said no trespassing. And there was some barbed wire. And we imagined there were giant dogs somewhere. <laughs> and uh, I turned to Chris. I said, man, we're not we're not trespassing. We just got lost. Uh, <laughs> And then that sort of that sort of wound up uh, giving rise to the whole song. Good origin story, you know. Also, the beginning of many, many a horror movie. You know, so. <laughs> yes, that's what it felt like. So luckily, it was a song inspiration and not the uh, based on true events horror story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what year was that? 
that you got got lost and and started thinking about um, recording some stuff. You did the what did you, what was it the pandemic bust out? You know? <laughs> pandemic buster. Buster I think was Don Fury's technical term. Gotcha. And so that was obviously 2020. Yeah. You know? So we probably went in did the two songs 2020. Uh, we we really wanted to do a whole album. Uh, we had the songs. We'd been playing them out. Uh, we had, in addition to that, we'd done an EP with just Iggy and myself doing acoustic stuff. Then we did one EP with the whole band with a different bass player at the time. And we were just ready to get a, to try to do a whole album. We did that in at the tail end of 2021. Uh, so it, it took us a while to get all... It's 11 songs. We got them all down. And uh, now we're just getting set to release it in, uh, in September. And I know you've played um, certainly a lot of shows around here. Argyle um, is the one that, that comes to mind. I know you've uh, played a bunch there. But where, where are some other uh, more memorable shows that you've played around here? Uh, we loved playing the Linda last, last year. And we're psyched to play there again in September. Uh, that was a big thrill to to have you know been living around the Linda for so long and finally go up there and play. Is that part of the summer concert series? When last summer it was, they were calling it. It was sort of the I can't remember what Peter Hughes was calling it, but he was he was great and so welcoming and he had some name for what he was like. We're back, kind of. Uh, right, right, right. I can't remember like back in. I, I can't remember what he called it. But we played in that series, and that that was a blast. We've loved playing over, you know, in Troy at, at Superior Merchandise and Rare Form, or just they're just really fun venues for us. We used to love playing at uh, the Low Beat. We missed the Low Beat. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> Sucks. So, and we, we actually we and we did our first gig down in the city just a few weeks ago. Nice. Uh, at a at a at a book launch after party for my my wife's new book came out and we played her after party, but it was in the on the east side, lower east side, and that was that was that was another kind of mini dream come true playing down there. That's awesome. Um, so uh, let's hear another tune. Again, we you know you don't necessarily have to go forward or anything. We can listen to whatever you want. If you wanted to do you know one of the acoustic duo things, if you want to do something from the Don Fury session, but uh, which uh, which tune would you like to hear? I'm going to stick with the new album, the the song called Exhausted. Uh, one reason I'm picking that one is because it features. Uh, in back, we got to use some background vocalists on the uh, on the album, and on this one we have Zan Strumfeld from Zan and the Winter Folk and. Uh, just to me, like that, that was, it was a, a dream come true to get to sing with her. And, and it, it sort of speaks to how much fun and how inspirational it's been to get to know the, the music community in and around the capital region and, and to work with people and, and to meet people. So Exhausted would be the song I'd pick next. All right, cool. Let's listen to Exhausted. Then we'll be right back to wrap it up with Ed Schwartzchild of Dr. Baker.
So that was exhausted, Dr. Baker. And uh, Ed, I want to thank you so much for making the trek. Uh, you came from Albany all the way up to uh, Bacon Hill and Schuylerville out in cow country. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, really dig listening to your music. Really dig getting to talk to um, all the artists. And I was really looking forward to having you on the show. So I'm glad it worked out. But uh, before we go, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of Say whatever you'd like. Say hi to your people. Thank whoever. Let people know what shows you got coming up, where they can find you, etc., etc. So the microphone is yours. Uh, awesome, man. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Andy. It was a pleasure to drive over here, and, and thanks for making time and listening to the music. I think I thanked a bunch of people already in the in the course of talking. You know, uh, Iggy and, and uh, Iggy Calabria, the guitar player, my wife, Elisa Albert, for all the help and, and inspiration and support over the years. Part of what I was saying before we listened to Exhausted was just how much I love the the Albany capital region, Troy, what have you, musical community. And there's so many people to thank. I mean, people at EXT, uh, Chris and, and Andy have been so supportive and encouraging. 
and the, the people at all the venues, uh, Peter Hughes at the Linda, everybody at, at all the places that we play. It's just it's just been such an inspiration and, and like kind of like a good warm feeling to play music around here. Uh, so thank you to everybody for that. Thanks to the rest of the band, uh, Chris Gockley on bass, Danny Goodwin on drums. They are families who also make it all possible. I could I could go on thanking people for a long time, but uh, I just am so grateful to be making music in, in the 518 with all the incredible people around. Thanks to Zan for singing on a couple songs. Thanks to uh, Melissa Thorne, who also used to, she used to be in a band called Full Chen. She sings on some of the songs on the album. Thanks to the... The, the amazing uh, living legend Don Fury uh, for all of his help making the album. And thanks again to you, Andy. All right. Well, thanks, Ed. I appreciate it. So that's Ed Schwartzchild of Dr. Baker. I am Andy Scullin. This is Unsigned 518, and we'll see you on the road. Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.